We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready for rapid fire? I'm fired up for rapid fire. I thought this was a, a really good discussion, and I think it gets it gets a lot of people fired up. It, it just that's what this whole over. thing should do is it should create conversation, and it should create it, you should be able to create formulate your own opinions. That's what makes this so fun. Yep. So here's the question out of the chat from Ju: True or false? This is the most disappointing season in 40 plus years. I say yes. And I have a solid argument. Okay, I don't know if Ju actually threw in his solid argument or if he's still there, but uh, he says, "Yeah, I mean, forty years is a long time." And like when I think about the '80s, you know, like Jerry Faust and all that kind of stuff, there was some disappointment after they, you know, when they were ranked kind of early on, and, and things spiraled from there. You know, I think probably what would that have been ninety. Five when things started to go south for Lou Holtz, you know, there was some disappointment there. The two that stand out to me, though, in more recent memory, like his true disappointments were Charlie Weiss going three and nine in 2007 when the roster turned over and he wasn't ready for it, you know, after losing Brady Quinn and Jeff Samarja and Zivikowski and, and all those guys. I would say, so I would say 2007 first, and then 2016, you're only four years removed from playing in a national championship game, and you go four and eight. And obviously, now that ended up being sort of a blessing in disguise, just the way Brian Kelly, you know, was forced to make some changes and stuff like that. And it brought about the five consecutive 10, you know, 10 plus win seasons. But like what were I think that there were pretty like the floor was was supposed to be a New Year's six bowl, I think, with this team. So there were definitely fairly lofty expectations coming into this season. So I I do think that it is disappointing. I don't know that I would put it as more disappointing than those other two seasons because like again, like oh seven, you're coming off back to back. BCS bowls, what they were called, you know, now New Year's six, but you're coming off back to back BCS bowls, and then you fall from that to three and nine. And then 2016, you weren't in great shape, but you were in, you know, you were in a New Year's six bowl 
the year before that. So, so I don't know. What do you think, Jess? Where do you rank this season in terms of disappointment? So I would put it in my top five for sure. Um, and I'm doing it. I didn't do 40 years. I did since I could like remember watching Notre Dame football. So start me at around like 2000, 2001 is, is where I think I would start kind of, you know, going back to. Um, first one that comes to mind is 2003, uh, five and seven under Tyrone Willingham after going 10 and three the year before. I thought that obviously started the downturn of the Tyrone Willingham era. Um, and then you brought up the other two, 2007, you know, with Charlie Weiss after the roster turnover, just to, just to be that bad, right? Like I know you lost some stuff, but to just be that bad, um, and, and be three and nine. And then of course, 2016, four and eight. Not a great season, a lot of close games. Um, but I think the, the reason I put this this one up there, and I think I would have this maybe probably second, maybe first actually, is you had a really good shot to beat programs that have have really handcuffed you the last 20 years and have been at the top of the college football realm. Like this is the weakest Ohio state's been in probably 20 years. And the yeah. big knock on and they're number is, one in the country right now. <laughs> and they're number one in the country right now. And you were seconds away from beating them. And so that, that to me is what really makes this season hurt. And then the clock the loss to Clemson also hurts just as much because you had it. You had the opportunity to, to, to put that, that foot on Clemson, you know, Dabo got questioned in, in his in his early in the week. Clemson has its back up against the wall. You know, they're kind of questioning who they are as a program. And you had the opportunity to just kick them in the face, right? Like you had the opportunity to put them out of their misery, to put a t- to put a program out of misery that's averaging 10 wins a season or more over the last decade. And you you squandered that opportunity and you squandered an opportunity to beat an Ohio state team when the knock on, on you as Notre Dame is you just don't, you don't win the big ones. And so when you have the opportunity to beat Ohio state and now the eventual number one team in the country, those are two big letdowns. You basically squandered two opportunities to beat two of the top programs in the last two decades. And you simply couldn't get it done. One of the games you were right. You were 30 seconds away. The other game, you just looked like crap majority of the game. And it, it just wasn't a good performance overall. And so I would say with the amount of talent on the defense, and it's a, it's a national championship level defense, with Audric Estime as your running back, and still a, a, a pretty solid offensive line. It's not a great offense. It's not an, an elite offensive line like it's been in the past. But to squander all of that and all of the young talent that you're integrating in on offense, I do say that this is probably one or two, uh, one of the most uh, wasted seasons that Notre Dame has had. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The holiday season is upon us, which makes my schedule a lot busier, and I know it does yours too. And that can make it a lot harder to make healthy meals at home. And that's why Angela and I are happy we found Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Factor can help you fuel up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. I'll be honest, we were skeptical when we first tried Factor, but it took one meal each and we were sold. Once I got done looking through all their different options, we decided to jump on board because there are so many tasty options. We use Factor for dinners, but they also have great options for breakfast and lunch, and their Gourmet Plus options are outstanding. That's why I'm excited to have Factor partnering with Irish Breakdown. So head to factormeals.com irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com forward slash irish to get 50% off your purchase today. So a couple of different things. I, I I mean, you laid out your points very well. As JU follows up, he says, those teams, and he's talking about the 07 and the 2016 seasons that I mentioned. He says, those teams weren't even slightly close to as talented as this one. And that's completely fair. But three and nine, do you, do you, did you expect Notre Dame to go three and nine? Are you going to tell me you weren't, 10 times as miserable, I guess not three and nine, four and eight in 2016, but then, you know, three and nine in 2007. In either case, are you going to tell me that you weren't 10 times more miserable, assuming you were a Notre Dame fan at that point, than you are right now watching this? Because let's do simple math. 2007, they were three and nine. 2016, they were four and eight. Three and seven add up, or three and four add up to seven, which is how many wins you have right now. At least it's a winning season. It might not be nearly, you know, as close to what you thought it was going to be, but at least they're seven and three with a chance to go to a bowl and win a bowl game. I know that based on the standard and the expectations coming into the season, it's that's still a pretty far drop. And I get it like, and and that's ultimately it. Based on your expectations, like expectations determine your attitude in the end. You know, that's like true. like how how big a disappointment is it? You know, it's like it's why I dumb down my expectations every time I watch the Cowboys on Sundays <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Can't get mad if you don't have no. high expectations. That's right. Um, but Ju had a couple follow. You know, he said we have an elite defense, all-time leader in the ACC, best running back in America. I mean, fair points. This one, best offensive line in America, best safety. I I think he might have followed up and said best offensive lineman, but single offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, and and I get it. You want to put this as worse? I get it because again, it's where your expectations were coming into the season. But I still say to me, those two sub 500 seasons are more disappointing because they were just God awful both years. Awful. 
Those were awful teams. That was not fun to sit through any of that. At least you've been able to watch some watchable football for like part of this season. Flashes of greatness. And they and they did have a chance to beat Ohio State. And I think that that's kind of where the disappointment really starts, though, is what you said. When you had a chance to win a game like that, that you haven't been able to win, and in some cases haven't even been really competitive right. against that program, and you had a chance, especially to do it at home, it was all within your reach, and then you completely coached it away at the end. And that, that's down. where some would say the season started to unravel, too, you know? Yep. Yep, that's exactly right. So now, Marcus Freeman, <laughs> or not Marcus Freeman, Sam Hartman. Fill in the blank. It's blank that ESPN ranks Sam Hartman as the number 14 quarterback on their list of draft-eligible quarterbacks for next year's draft. Uh, ESPN ranking of Sam Hartman at 14 is on par. Uh, there's nothing that I've seen this season that would show me that he deserves to be in the top 10. And at the beginning of the season, we had this conversation and I thought it was crazy that Sam Hartman realistically wasn't even a top five quarterback. And I don't know if I can make the case for him being a top 10 quarterback. Right. And so that is just the overall frustration with it. He, he hasn't played like a top 10 quarterback. And I know we've pointed out issues within the offense, but Sam, you know, the offensive coordinator, but Sam Hartman has also um, had his issues. And I just don't think he's done anything to really help his draft stock overall this season. And so, you know, if it's 14, if it's 11, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know all the quarterbacks who would be ahead of Sam Hartman, but with what I've seen, it's just what feels right. And he's just not, I, I just don't see him as an elite quarterback right now. And so again, if, 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 if he's not top six, seven, I really don't think it matters beyond that. And I, I wouldn't, you know, I guess I wouldn't argue or jockey for him to be, be like, if it's 14, if it's eight, if it's nine, I just don't really care because he's not an elite quarterback. No, that's right. And, you know, like we'll get into the, to some more of it here in a second. Here's something that, here's a couple things that, that they said about him. This, he's completed 75% of his throws and thrown eight touchdown passes on throws under 10 yards this season. Getting the ball out hasn't been a problem. Getting the ball out quickly hasn't been a problem for him. Quick decision maker. But he has also been accurate on deep throws, even though he, his arm strength has limitations. Where he needs work. While he has plenty of success in the pocket, pressure has rushed him into making premature decisions when under duress and hit this season. Hartman is only completed 31.7% of his throws, which ranks outside the FBS's top 100. He doesn't have the playmaking ability to create extra opportunities outside the normal structure of plays with any consistency. And these are the reasons. Honest this ass, is a day three. I'm yeah, it's very honest. And this is, he's going to be a day three guy. And so like when you look at, you know, well, would, would Sam Hartman, opt out of a bowl game to go prepare for the draft and all that kind of stuff. There's, there's, there's only so much. He is who he is at this point. He's a day three guy and nothing. <laughs> and again, this is not a personal shot at Sam Hartman, but nothing he does between now and then is going to turn him into a day one or two guy. He is who he is right now. He's going to be fighting for a roster spot, just like Ian book was and Ian Book, you know, was also a day three guy picked in the fourth round. And he's I think it's going to be a tougher road for Hartman just based on the body of work that we have right now. 
Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback off what you were saying there, Sam Hartman can't do anything to, I don't think, ultimately harm him. And I don't think he can do anything to really rise his draft stock in these last two to three games. So that's why I think he just lets it rip these last three games. I think he's going to play all three. I think he's going to close out his college career. Um, but I, I don't think that there's any like anything really that he can do to lessen his stock or drastically improve his stock. So I think he's going to play both games or all the games. Sorry. I do too. I do too. Andre says, do you think we were expecting too much of Hartman, regardless of where he came from, our offense is a lot different. I will say this. We had fairly high expectations for Hartman coming into the season because of all the experience. And I don't think it's the change in the system. There's just something that some things are not firing, you know, between him, the coordinator, the game plan, whatever it happens to be. But I think that those first five games, really four and a half probably built up our expectation because this is uh, he had 15 touchdowns and no interceptions to open up the season and it, it you know like you there you there's there's Heisman talk that's creeping in there and all this different stuff and then the Ohio State game comes so my point is like you talk about the expectations of this season they only grew higher and higher each week as Hartman was having all that success in the offense was looking so much different against those teams that quite frankly were just not as good as what they've faced in the last month and a half now. So I think the expectations ratcheted up and, you know, not a fault of Hartman, but he, you know, he kind of like, <laughs> he, he turned <laughs> the expectations on himself by having oh, so much success no. early on as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh man, Tim B just made the, the comment uh, in the, of the of the century in the chat. So Sam owes Jesse some of that NIL money to cover those bets. <laughs> Tim, you keep great notes. I have like I have like 300 on his passing yards, 300 on his passing touchdowns. Um it is not going to settle out nicely at the end of the season as well. I had Notre Dame 10 plus wins. I have Notre Dame over nine and or sorry, eight and a half wins. So at least that one's still on the table. Um, I'm banking on the passing yards, but I'm not holding my breath. The touchdowns are definitely, definitely shot. Andrew said, if Hartman was at Notre Dame for years, then I would say the program owes him, but he already got paid more than if he went to the NFL. Oh, I, mean, I know what else I was going to say too. Yeah. Um, based off your previous, what you were saying, 
Steve Angeli could have won those first four games, I believe. I think the only one that gets dicey is NC State, right? Yeah. And so when Notre Dame really needed Sam Hartman the most, his quote-unquote experience, and I said this before, and I think a lot of people thought I was crazy at the time, Sam Hartman just was just a guy, right? He was just a dude out there against Ohio State. Kyle McCord played at the same level as him. Nerdy needed him just to be a little bit more, a little bit better, starting with Ohio mm-hmm. State. And he hasn't done that. And that's ultimately yeah. the difference in this season, I think. I, I, combined with Jared Parker, offensive coordinator. Anyone could have probably won those games leading up to Ohio State. But when Notre Dame really needed Sam Hartman the most, a little bit better play than what he was than what they were given, Sam Hartman simply didn't do it. And I, that's that's yeah. just the reality of the situation. That's exactly it. And that's why you get a quarterback with his experience from the portal, because you had that stretch where you were going to play Ohio State and where you were going to play USC and where you're going to play Clemson. And as it turns out, worst case scenario, they've only won one of those three games, plus lost to Louisville. And in you know not the Ohio State game but in in those other cases when you look at Sam Hartman's interceptions he's at least part of the reason why they lost I'm not saying he's the only reason why I'm not putting it all on him but when you look at the turnovers he's part of the reason why and you're exactly right he did not elevate he he brought you back and I mean you can make the argument would they have been that much worse off with Drew Pine at quarterback this year. And based on the results, the answer is no. Okay. I just got a text there. So, Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick was on the most recent edition of Notre Dame's Wake Up the Echoes podcast. He said this about Marcus Freeman being able to win a national championship at Notre Dame. Quote, I personally feel more strongly today than the day I made the decision, but I think we got the right head coach to take us there. End quote. And again, take us there is winning a national championship. So do you buy or sell it? Um, I'm overall going to buy this because I know it's one thing. You're not just going to go on a, a, a Notre Dame sponsored podcast and say negative things about a head coach. Right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I still think he saw he, he had a very healthy dose of Brian Kelly. And I think it's very easy to draw, you know, comparisons of maybe stuff that Freeman is better at and ultimately not as good at in comparison to Brian Kelly. And so I think it's if if Jack Schwerbeck is actually objectively looking at it in that manner and seeing, you know, knowing who Brian Kelly was and what he led the program to do and now seeing who Marcus Freeman is and the changes he's made maybe in recruiting overall coaching style, everything else, and he makes that kind of statement, I'm going to buy it. So that's where I'm at. First of all, exact exact right point about it's not like he was going to say something derogatory about Marcus Freeman publicly, for one, and especially on a Notre Dame podcast called Wake Up the Echoes. You know, it's, it's not like he was going to say, oh, no, Marcus Freeman, not the guy to get us there. But – no, you're exactly right. He, Swarbrick has said up front there were going to be growing pains with an inexperienced head coach. But the trade-off is if this 
inexperienced head coach can 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 recruit at the level that he showed that he could do and lead at the level that he showed that he could do in his one year here as defensive coordinator, you're willing to take that trade off because now you're, you know, you're, you're stacking success on top of success in terms of your recruiting. And over time you expect that, 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 that can help at least cover, you know, some of those warts and some of those growing pains that you incur along the way. And by the time those two things sort of match up, intersect, whatever you want to call it. You're the mathematician here. I don't know if I'm using my terms <laughs> right, but by the time that those things do match up, you've got a more experienced head coach and you've got a roster chock full of talent. And when you look at, you know, I, I think it's pretty easy to see because we've talked about it. When you when you look at the youth on this roster, the freshmen and sophomores, that he is at least in part responsible for bringing in here, there's a lot of good things to point to. So I will buy it as well. And I think just to kind of close this off, the number one thing that Schwarbeck I think has to be refreshed by is again, just the way that, that Marcus Freeman leads a group of men compared to Brian Kelly. I just think he's a better leader. And the thing that I admire the most about Marcus Freeman is that it, he always leads with, it goes through me. It's always, you know, it's a trickle-down effect starting with me. That was never the case with the other coach. These are these are, these are are young men transitioning into being men, and you're directly throwing the blame at them. Marcus Freeman has never done that. And so I think that has to weigh into it for Schwarbrick as, as well. I think he's a better leader of men than Brian Kelly was. I think the biggest question, you know, because you can talk about some of his, you know, game strategies and stuff like that. The biggest question hanging out there right now is we talked about 2016. Brian Kelly had to be forced to, you know, to go outside and bring in some outside voices at the coordinator positions on his staff. He had to get outside his comfort zone. And he, he had to do some other things differently as well. But that was like, if Brian Kelly was going to stay, that was what he had to do. He had to make those changes. The question is, is Marcus, you know, like, is Marcus Freeman, is he going to stay loyal to his guys because he hired him? Or is he going to stay loyal to himself and the program and see that he needs to make changes and make them of his own volition before he is forced to. Because if it comes to the point when you're forced to, that probably means that there are going to be much bumpier roads ahead if it comes to that. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest thing right now is, is how Marcus Freeman is going to sort of deal with some of those uncomfortable situations for the betterment of both himself and his program going forward. It's going to be a difference maker, I think. So another interesting topic that came up on that same podcast, next year's 12-team college football playoff field. They talked about on-campus first-round games and how when they decide design the format, the Southern schools made sure that the Northern teams would be allowed to move their home games to a different location, i.e., domed stadiums their assumption was that surely the northern schools would want to move out of the cold weather Sm swarbrick smiled and said oh no we don't 
So what do you think about that? Um, I think that's a great business decision on behalf of Notre Dame. It's a clear home field advantage uh, having to come play, you know, ultimately in what, December inside South Bend. That is cold weather. That is snow. And that is an environment that Notre Dame at least has uh, more comfortability or experience practicing in, playing in, whatever it might be. And so when you're in high leverage games, I think you have to take as much of an advantage as possible. And so why would I make it comfy and cushy for, you know, and get rid of it and make basically make it a neutral site game when I can force a team to come all the way to South Bend, have a great home field in, environment in which Notre Dame is tremendously good at home compared to the road and, and neutral sites. And then again, you factor in weather and, and all that stuff. It's just, it's a great, great decision to keep the game um, in South Bend. And I, I, I would, I would be screaming if they decided to move the game to a, a neutral site dome. That's right. I mean, there are going to be some things to figure out about hosting games in December when it is potentially, you know, Arctic cold out there and snowing. But if you're Notre Dame or any other school in the Midwest, the upper Midwest, where you do have the chance to get that weather and you've got an Alabama or a Tennessee or, you know, whoever it happens to be coming up north to play in December, you absolutely want to stick them out there in the cold and make them feel it, make them as uncomfortable as possible. I love this. I love the fact that, that that's not even a consideration for them. And I actually, I remember asking Marcus Freeman about this about a year ago at this time when the, this, you know, the 12 team stuff was coming up, whether or not he would want to play home games out there in December or move them into a dome stadium. And he was, he was right along the same line uh, get them out there, get them in the cold. That's, that's one of the biggest home field advantages you can have. And even though Notre Dame is not going to practice outside in the cold, I mean, like we've all been around here, we know what it's like from really November through sometimes the end of April, you know, how cold it is here in South Bend. So even though those guys aren't, aren't actually out there playing games in it right now, they're, you know, they're living in it every day. So huge advantage. I love the fact that they did it. All right. One final question for today, because I know that you've got to get going. Cowboys are a minus 16 and a half point favorite against the Giants this weekend. It is the largest NFL spread for any game this season, 16 and a half points, scale of one to 10. How confident are you? The Cowboys cover. Uh, I would put that at a solid nine out of 10. I would not say the same if Daniel Jones was playing this week. I know he's not great, but the Giants are going to have to play another backup quarterback. Uh, the Cowboys destroyed the Giants on the road uh, to begin the season. I think that they're going to do the same at home. Uh, hopefully it's not, uh, you know, what's it called? Uh, a trap game considering, you know, how, how, how much hype and how much, you know, everything that surrounded that, that Cowboys and Phil or Eagles game uh, last week. I just hope that that same, as long as the Cowboys play with that same energy and, and execution that they did last week, uh, I, I have no issues believing that this, that this spread will be covered, but that's the biggest inconsistency about the Cowboys is you never know how they're going to play on any given week. Yeah. There's still the team that, the Arizona Cardinals only win is against the Cowboys, right? Like <laughs> that, that's, that'll kind of stick in the back of your head. Like they've had some, the giants have had some close games, but you're right without Daniel Jones, you know, watching that uh, Raiders giants game last week. I am, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. 
I'm I'm nine out of ten that uh, that they will cover it. Michael, the race to two and fifteen. He is just hoping for the number one pick in the draft right now. And of course, you've got the Bears and the Panthers coming up tonight, who are who are in that derby with you. So, Oof, that's a battle of the win, JV Bowl. Lose. Oh my gosh. At least if you're the Panthers, you know, it's like they're not going to go quarterback again because they just took quarterback. So really, who cares where they finish if you're in terms of, you know, if the Bears um, and some of these other teams, that the Giants that desperately need a new quarterback, even though the Giants just inked Daniel Jones to a a fat contract. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Peter says DeVito is a legendary name, though. He was the penguin for Pete's sake. I mean, good point. Good point. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for tonight. Thanks for being here and uh, enjoy your bye weekend. We'll be back Monday, of course. I, I think it might be Vince and I together next Monday. I don't even know the last time Vince and I have done a show together, but uh, it's been uh, Jesse and I, excuse me, the last two nights. Enjoy. Whatever football you watch tonight and this weekend as well. Hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe, rate, and review. Dynamite drop in there, Jess. We'll talk to you next week on IB Nation Sports Talk. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.